What's up, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronis. We're here from the uh, Fantasy Alarm family, courtesy of the Sawdust Podcast Network. Adam, how are you today, man? It's uh, we're, we're recording here on uh, Tuesday night. We're talking waivers today. Uh, but more importantly, man, week eight closed out. How'd you do? Uh, it was a decent week. Uh, I think there were more wins than losses, but that Monday night game did hurt me because I didn't have any Giants going. One league I faced Goldman, one league I faced Shepard. So actually two leagues I faced Goldman. I lost one by 0.6. Another one was like a point or two. I didn't. I don't think I went back and looked after the opponent took the lead. So I'm sitting at four and four in a lot of my leagues, man. And it's just something I'm not used to. So it's disgusting. It's a little frustrating. It's a little frustrating, no doubt about it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of I'm five and five and three in a couple. I'm four and four in a few, and uh, and like the host leagues, the Sirius XM, not the uh, not the host league, the um, the listener leagues, uh, from Fantasy Alarm. I'm just I'm getting waylaid, man. Like everybody took all my guys. I never like I never think about you know hitting all those. Like I'm busy updating people's, you know you know, stories about their, their, their players. I'm giving them the news. I'm not running to the waiver wire, making my pickup first and then reporting it. So kind of at a little bit of a disadvantage there, but I mean, that's, that's the way it goes. I think the one that's pissing me off the most uh, has got to be the, uh, the series, the FSGA league. Like that one's really pissing me off because I fought back from some bad luck, but I mean, it doesn't matter how many points I score. Every week, I'm going up against somebody who's having, like, a career day. Again, though, I know we talked about this. That's a league where points matter. It's top three records and the next top three with the most points. So if you are putting up that many points, you should be hopefully in playoff contention. My FSGA team has just fallen apart. You know, I I was in good shape. I was sitting at 4-2. and I'm 4-4. and I had hardly any points this week. Uh, My quarterback situation is a mess. Uh, I have Ezekiel Elliott and, you know, his stock has gone down. Actually, wait, do I even have him in that league? Um, No, I don't. What am I talking about? Uh, Who was my main back then? Oh, no, I do have Zeke. Sorry. I see that I moved him to the flex. So I have Zeke. His stock is down. I had picked up Mike Davis. Now his stock is gone with the McCaffrey likely back. I lost Beckham, Deontay Johnson. Yeah, three big weeks. And then the other weeks he gives you one or two because he gets hurt. Mark Andrews has been a disappointment. So... Um, I do have Chase Evans, but, you know, that was great for this week. But last week it sucked. So uh, that team, I think, is not going to make the playoffs. And that's the thing is you look at your teams and assess it. And I have a lot of teams where I know that it's just not good enough. Like, realistically, I think I can win three or four championships this year. And that's not where I like to be at this point of the year. So for me, it's been disappointing. And it's a variety of reasons. Injuries are a factor, COVID. But ultimately... It's my fault. It's, you know, you got to look in the mirror and yeah, we will all suffer injuries, but ultimately I have to look back and go, okay, what went wrong? I'm not giving up on these teams, but you can realistically assess right now. You should be able to look at a team and go, yeah, this team has a shot to win a championship or you go, nah, it doesn't have it. I'll keep fighting. I'll keep plugging away. Maybe a miracle happens, but I think you should know by now whether your team has a shot to win a championship. Yeah, I would say so. I would definitely say so. That's uh, it, it's a good way of looking at it. I mean, you obviously have to keep fighting because, you know, 
anything could happen, you know, once you're, you're nearing the playoffs and, you know, we just wrapped up week eight. So we still have uh nine, 10, 11, 12, four or five weeks of, uh, of regular season still to go. Um, and that's a, that's a long four to five weeks, especially with like everything that we're seeing right now, all the COVID cases that are starting to pop up now again, Adam, this is, uh, you know, more and more teams are dealing with this stuff. And, you know, all of a sudden, <laughs> a guy like Tyler Irvin or Dexter Williams suddenly becomes, uh, you know, a, a possible play, especially if you're uh, struggling mightily through, uh, you know, through all of this stuff. Me, I just this FSGA team, I just I, I, I know that it just doesn't have the legs to win it. I just don't want to finish dead last. And that's that's the problem is that it's for me, it's not even about being in the playoffs. It's about the fact that I've got more points than like the three teams that are right in front of me, but they managed to like eke out a win or two. Uh, wow, what's your record? Oh, 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 and eight, dude. Really? Really? Holy crap. And where are you in points compared um, to? Where am I in points? Wow, that's not, not really great, bad, dude. It's 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 been bad since. It's been bad. Things okay, have just so... been things have just gone from like from from bad to worse in this. Uh, in this league, I'll, <clears throat> I hope you win yours so that you can I'm jump not. up. I'm telling you, <laughs> I, 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 I just, I'm not, bro. The team is, I was in good shape uh, two weeks ago. The last two weeks have just really destroyed me because uh, looking at it now, I mean, it's really, actually, there's three, six, and two teams, two, five, and three. But in points, man, I'm, uh, I'm not in the top seven in points. So unless I have like that 180 point week, uh, it's probably not going to happen. And, you know, Zeke is a guy that we're going to get a lot of questions on, like, do I play him? And, you know, the way I look at Zeke and I, you know, I put out my running back rankings uh, for um, half point PPR and PPR. I'm still working on the non PPR, but I have Zeke as a borderline RB one this week. It's like, when you look at that landscape, it's like, all right, well, who are you benching him for? I know it's terrible. They're on their four string quarterback. We don't even know who's going to start for them. They're playing in Pittsburgh. But Zeke's going to be out there and get 15 touches. You're crossing your fingers that somehow he could find the end zone or catch more passes than they've been throwing to him the last couple of weeks. Uh, so when you have that guy that you were banking on to carry your team, and now you got guys like Chase Edmonds right ahead of him this week, who I do happen to have on the same team, but still, it's just you kind of know it's like, all right, it, it's going to be really hard to make a run. And quarterback, too, you know. I, I was wrong on Daniel Jones, man. I, this is a 14-team league, and I drafted Daniel Jones. I'm like, all right, you know, he's he. You know, usually you see a quarterback improve, cut down on the turnovers. He's gotten worse, man. He has gotten worse. <laughs> he really has. Yeah, so I, I have to take an L on that one. You know, it's just – and, you know, he's not on my team anymore, but when you're in a 14-team league and that's your quarterback and, you know, I don't know. I guess he didn't cost me early on because I did start off 4-2, and two, uh, but – you know, you, you, you're not finding great options on the waiver wire in a 14-team league. So that's hurt me. Mark Andrews is underwhelmed. So it happens, unfortunately. Uh, there's going to be some leagues where you just don't draft as well or you have a couple of injuries, and it's uh, it's just not worked out in this one. So you know, at least I won it last year, but, you know, I hate to lose, so it does stink. But yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a team here. You know this man. There's a team that has uh, not many more points than me. They're six and two. <laughs> it's oh, just it's, oh, it's, in the GST league, I I'm crushing uh, Jen Piacenti and somebody else in uh, 
who are, who's six and two in the uh, in the GST, and both of them uh, have much fewer points than me. Look at this one here. So FSGA, just so you know, all right, I have the second most points against. All right, and it's not even close in a lot of cases here. Four out of the five teams that are right in front of me in the standings. All right, I have more points scored than them. I, you know, RT Sports four and four. Uh, and I have uh, six, 70 points more than them. Uh, USA you know, Today, three and five. I've got 10 points more than them. Sirius XM Fantasy Drive, three and five. I have 100 more points than, than Ray. Uh, you know, this is interesting because you know what? It's not fair if for some reason you finish with the worst record and still finish with points on those teams that you get removed. I mean, I think that's and I think that's something to bring up to the FSGA. Again, I commend them on the top three records and then the next three with the most points. It allowed me to get in last year and win a championship. And I'm not saying it just because that anyone who's listened to me over the years know that I preach the, the points have to play a role. And mm -hmm. I've talked about double headers in my home league. But I think that's a real interesting point. Now, if their rule going into this year was, hey, if you finish last year out, you're probably shit out of luck. Yeah. But I would bring that to their attention and say, hey, look. You guys do a great job with the points and everything. Look what happened to me this year. Look at all these teams ahead of me. It was bad luck. You got to have some type of rule in place where if you have the worst record, but you know, you're know you in the top 10 in points that you don't get relegated because it's not fair. It's clearly bad luck. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. 1,100 points scored against me. Uh, the NFFC, who's right in front of me, I have 30 points more than them. But they've had a hundred. They've had twelve hundred twenty-three points scored against them. So they've hit the bad luck too. They're one and seven. I'm zero and eight. But I have outscored them again. Yeah, it's when you look at like you know the the Ray Flowers team and and uh, you know the RT Sports guys. I love Tim Jensen, but dude, this team sucks. Yeah, How do you guys have four wins. The GST league. I have the most points. Uh, and over many teams by 100. There's one team that's a little behind me. There's a team that's 8-0. I have 97 more points than them. I'm 5-3. and three. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. And you, all you have to do is look at points allowed. 1,082 for him. Me, 1,242.5. Yeah. That's where it is. It is where it is. Absolutely. And the GST I've had, yeah. Oh, geez. That's a lot of points scored against me. Um, but points for... Uh, there I am. One, two, three, four, five, six. So I'm four and four and I've got the six most points. You'll based on that, you'll probably get in because it's a uh, top record is the one seed. And then the next team with the most points, the two, the next two best records, then next two at most points. Like in my league right now, uh, the five and six seeds are four and four and three and five. We had a four and nine team get in last year as the six seed. So Points matter, man. It's just every year. I don't care. Go look at your leagues for those listening at the podcast. Even if you're driving, I don't care. Pull over. This is important. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but it ha it's like we just we just went through like three leagues and not cherry picked it. You know, I just knew right away when you brought it up. I'm like, oh, I know in the GST. And I'm sure you can go through your home leagues and you see the same thing. You always see. There's teams with a ton of points against, and I've been on both sides of it, and I hate it. I, I want it to be fair. I, we're never going to get it 100%, but something needs to be done because it's not right. And 
I just hope you don't get screwed and you continue to get that bad luck in the FSG when you're outscoring all those teams. And I know they're going to be like, hey, this is the rule, worst record. And I would say, yeah, I know that, but can we do something for next year? You guys do. I, again, I love what they do for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I wish that became more mainstream. And I, I've been preaching it. We have to do something to change the playoff structure because the schedule's random. It's random. You know, you might play a team this week where they have no buys. And then you got buy issues. You know, it's just, it's random. So I just hope that something is done in more leagues in the future. Me too. Me too, Adam. <clears throat> and I will say that, you know, and listen, <laughs> you know, I think Rick Wolf's on the board, right? So, uh, <laughs> so you know, I mean. Maybe I gotta, uh, you know, grease the wheels a little bit here. And uh, look, it's and one thing if happens. you're zero and if you're zero and eight and you have the least points, like all right, fine. You know, hey, my team sucks. Uh, I deserve this. But when you're, you know, facing the highest, second highest score every week and you're putting up a decent amount of points, and there's teams in front of you with two, three more wins, and you got 70, 80, 90, 100 more points in them. I mean, come on, man. That's just it's not right. And especially when. I know a lot of leagues don't have penalties for the last place team, but when it means you get kicked out of the league and move down to a lower format, hell yeah, they, they, it's, it sucks. Indeed it does. Indeed it does. All right. Well, we've stopped. We got to stop lamenting over our situations. You guys out there, I mean, listen, hit up Adam and I. He's at Adam Ronis on Twitter. He's Adam at FantasyAlarm.com. I'm at RotoBuzzGuy on Twitter. You can find me, Howard, at FantasyAlarm.com. We'll, we'll help you kind of guide you through this or at least try to uh, try to get you through so that you're not sitting in those same situations that, that Adam and I are in. So uh, we'll move on from that, and we'll talk a little waiver wire. Before we do some waiver wire uh, talk, just want to give a big shout-out and thank our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Uh, they are, without a doubt, the DFS site you need to be playing on. Love these guys over at Monkey Knife Fight. And here's why you should pay attention to them. <laughs> Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out MonkeyKnifeFight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up. And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> All right, Adam. Week nine waivers. They're kind of starting up right now. Uh, well, tonight, you know, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, they're going through. I got to be honest, man. There is 
Not a lot of good stuff out there. There, you know, listen, we'll go position by position here. Couple of names uh who I think are are of deserving nature here. Quarterbacks. Um, I'll say it. You know, Drew Locke, he's got games against Atlanta and Vegas. Derek Carr going up against the Chargers in Denver for the next two weeks. Um, you know, <laughs> It might sound a little disgusting, but Kyle Allen going up against the Giants and then the Lions right after that. Other than that, man, I mean, Nick Nick Foles, Nick Mullins, Jake Luton, anybody out there that you th- think might be available? Uh, Carr is my favorite of those that you mentioned. Last week was clearly weather-related, but he's been playing pretty well. And, you know, he gets the Chargers this week, so I think he's solid. Locke's not bad, but keep in mind, Atlanta's defense has played better the last couple weeks. Even against Detroit, they gave up 340 to Stafford, but he only had one touchdown, and it came on the final play of the game. Uh, Last week, they did a pretty good job against uh, Carolina, and I know it was a short week, divisional game. I don't think the rain was that bad. It came down heavy at the end of the third quarter for a bit, but I don't think that was the issue. Uh, And they're coming off an emotional win at home, and now they're going on the road. So... I mean, he's fine. I mean, I have him in the top 20 this week. So if you need to stream him, he's fine. But I like Carr the best of those names. Yeah, I would agree. Carr is probably the best of those names. Second for me, Drew Locke. Hey, listen, you know, I mean, this matchup against Atlanta this week, uh, you know, I mean, even if you're just looking at him for a one-week bye, uh, I mean, I I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think uh, between Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, Noah Fant, uh, we know that Atlanta's secondary is pretty piss poor. Uh, if Pat Shermer can get his head out of his ass and he can do some proper play calling, I, I, I think he might be worth something this week, at least just for this week. You know. Yeah, no, for sure. I definitely think so. Definitely have him in the top 20. And, you know, Atlanta, for the most part, has been a team we've been picking on, for sure. So maybe he gets Tim Patrick back, too. That could certainly help the offense. Yeah, that would actually be a, a nice boost for him as well. All right, running backs. This is a little different now. Now, there's some seriously interesting situations that we can talk about. Um, You can talk about Baltimore, Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins. Listen, I grabbed Dobbins off the waiver wire two weeks ago because somebody dropped him and people were sleeping on his bye week. And now all of a sudden, boom, he comes out with a 100-yard game. I think Dobbins is somebody who could kind of be a, a, a high priority for a lot of people. And then you look at this Colt situation with Jonathan Taylor. Man, has he just been crazy disappointing? Naeem Hines, Jordan Wilkins uh, are definite options that a lot of people are eyeballing. Yeah, the only issue is they do have Baltimore this week, but I think you do pick up Wilkins. He had 20 carries last week, and you you see what happens. And Taylor dealing with a little bit of an ankle issue, so we'll see the practice reports this week. Uh, And then I think... You know, we had the news today about uh, Miles Gaskin getting this injury. So Matt Breida is probably out there in a lot of leagues. I have to think he's the lead back. Maybe they use Jordan Howard as a goal line back. Uh, DeAndre Washington, they acquired in a trade, but I don't think he can play this week with the COVID rules. So I think Breida is definitely near the top. I mean, Dobbins would be by far if he's still available. I would have to think a lot of people picked him up. But yeah, we all knew that it was just a matter of time and he just needed the opportunity and it sounds like Ingram will be out at least another week. And if Dobbins has another great game, but like, I don't care. I know Ingram's a leader in the locker room. You got to win football games and you got to put your best players out there. So Dobbins for sure. And then, you know, one week play of a 
Dexter Williams. Uh, now, the risk is we don't know about Aaron Jones. Uh, Green Bay plays Thursday night, uh, and Matt LaFleur said it's going to be a game-time decision. But it's a calf injury, and it's been a couple weeks now, and that's the one thing. These calves are very tricky for running backs and receivers. Now, it felt like Jones would play last week because he made the trip the week before. I think it was to Houston. I'm like, oh, okay, should be okay, but apparently not. So Dexter Williams could be a one-week play. They'll mix in Urban as well. He's more of the pass-catching back. So, uh, But, yeah, Dobbins, if he's available, clearly number one. And then I put Breida number two. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. All right, here's here's my question. This is the question of the of the of the day. Um, you pick up Matt Breida, and then you need a tight end, so you pick up Jordan Reed. Which guy gets hurt first? I'd put my money on Jordan Reed. <laughs> <laughs> so Jordan Reed in like the first quarter, Matt Breida in the third. Uh, dude, you know how many times we saw Breida like limping in games last year, and then we like, oh, he's done for the day, and he would come back. Yeah. It's like amazing. Like, wait a second, what? So. Yeah, there's definitely concern with him because they traded for him. Not that they, I think they gave up a fifth round pick for him. And we all thought, all right, Breed and Howard. And no, it was Gaskin. So uh, I don't think he's that guy that you want to give a ton of touches to. But I think for this week, you know, he might get 12 to 15. Ooh, that'd be interesting. That would definitely be interesting. All right. So, yeah, so we're in the, we're in agreement here. What about Zach Moss? I think a lot of people. Oh, yeah, me. yeah. How about I him? Mean, I, like, I'm sure he's sitting there on, on a couple of waiver wires. Yeah, I think uh, Fensty was telling me he's 55% ownership in Yahoo. But <laughs> Yahoo's always tough to gauge. There's dead teams and stuff. But, you know, we have to appeal to everyone. So, yeah, Moss would be uh, – Dobbins would be one. Moss would be two. Dobbins would be one. Moss would be two. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, three would be DJ yeah. Dallas. Um, mm, Damian uh, Harris. <sighs> Troy Pope. Not, not Pope. He got hurt. I don't know if they said I was. Uh, he got popped, and I didn't see him come back. I didn't see what the injury is. I think the first injury reports come out Wednesday. So. Keep an eye on that. And even if it is, it's still at least a two, maybe two or three. I mean, Kelly seemed to fall to the third. Uh, they were using Polk more. But DJ Dallas is interesting. Uh, but he probably has short-term value because at some point Carson and Hyde will be back. I think they said Carson would test it out Friday, Saturday. Hyde, it's a hammy, so very tricky. And DJ Dallas wasn't efficient last week, but I think it doesn't matter. You want, you want the running back in the Seattle offense because touchdown opportunity. And that's exactly what happened last week. You know Seattle's going to move the football. And all Dallas has to do is get an opportunity near the goal line. 15 carries, 41 yards, five catches for 17 yards. But he scored twice. Um, Travis Homer was barely involved. He's been banged up. So DJ Dallas is a, a short-term pickup. Like you might only get one more week out of him, maybe two. So you have to take that into account on – how you're looking at your team. Dexter Williams, same thing, one week. Damian Harris, it, it comes down to game flow. He's in a good spot this week because they're playing the Jets. So you figure they're going to have a lead and run quite a bit. But he's not involved in the passing game. You still have Burkhead and James White, and you still have Cam Newton getting goal line carries. Yeah. it's. I mean, listen, we've tell, we tell people all the time, you can't trust the Patriots running backs. Somebody called up the uh, the the fantasy alarm show the other day, and they were like, "Why isn't Damian Harris getting 
more respect. The guy had a great game, 100 yards, blah, blah. And I was like, look at his carries. Like, look at the, the four games. Yeah, okay, five games. Uh, but he had, he had 15 carries, then he had six carries, then he had 10 carries, then he had eight carries. I mean, it's like you, you just you can't trust the guy based on usage there. So, you know, listen, for me, I know DJ Dallas really he's he wasn't efficient in this game uh, in, in week eight. But if Carson is out and and uh, and, and Hyde is out again as well. He intrigues me going up against Buffalo because Buffalo's actually been getting their run defense has just been getting shredded uh, lately. Damian Harris, a hundred yards off of them, like you know, case in point in a uh, in a bad weather game. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, if we know for sure he's out, you're using him because I don't see them slowing down Seattle. Uh, weather's several days away, but at least uh, by me, and I'm I mean I'm eight hours from Buffalo, but it's going to warm up. Like we've had a couple cold days. It's going to go back to like the sixties, man, for like the next five, six days. So weather might not be an issue. And I guess the, you know, the only concern is we see it sometimes, you know, those West coast teams traveling to the East coast for the early game. Sometimes they're sluggish. So, but still Seattle, I think even if they get off to a slow start, Russell Wilson is going to wake up and put up numbers. So yeah, you, you want the starting running back of the Seattle offense because it's one of the best offenses in the NFL. And last week's the prime example. Not a good day for efficiency and yards. Doesn't matter. DJ Jalis got in the end zone twice. Yep, that's it. That's, that's all it. we need. I love that. Love that. I took advantage of it for sure. Uh, no doubt about it. All right, wide receivers here. Uh, you know, a lot of people are going to talk about Corey Davis. I I'm sorry, Adam. I mean, I get it. It was a great game. You saw a lot of targets. Uh, I'm just, I'm not into this guy very much. I, I think that if there's a wide receiver who I'm chasing this week, well, I mean, not off of my team, but who people should be chasing Marvin Jones, dude, Minnesota next, this coming week, Washington, the week after Kenny Galladay with the hip issue, Marvin Jones, Marvin Hall. Uh, I'm kind of digging on these, uh, these Detroit wideouts. Yeah. Look, uh, Marvin Jones, uh, had an opportunity this year without Galladay and the numbers were okay, but yeah, he's, you know, the only thing I worry about it with him is, you know, top cover quarters, but he's not going to face that in Minnesota. And the other thing that I worry about is just the state of this offense, which we talked about on uh, yesterday's podcast. So people can go back and listen to that. But I, I do think you have to give Corey Davis credit and, you know, I, I don't, I wasn't with you the whole year last year, but it felt like you kind of went through the whole year saying, Oh, Devontae Parker's not going to do it. Sometimes you have to let go of your previous biasness, man. What is Cor all Corey Davis does is produce, bro. It's two straight weeks of 10 targets. He's had at least 11.9 points in every game he's played this year. Like, what more do you need to see from him before you buy in? And it's going to probably be too late. Um, it is probably going to be too late. There's no doubt about it. Listen, I, I get it. I, I get what he's seen is, you know, two games uh, with, with targets at the start of the season. It really wasn't that great either though. I mean, what are you talking about? He, well, had, he had a hundred, he had a hundred yards the first game and he went three for 36 with a touchdown in game two, right? Five for 69. Not everybody plays in PPR though, Adam. So if you well, take I'm away, talking PPR, well, I'm and you know what? And I'm saying that, you know what? I'm not going to buy into it in P in a, in a standard league or even half right, I mean, PPR. He, it's not great. He scored three touchdowns in five games. Yeah, and he oh he missed two because he was because uh, he had COVID because he yeah. had the COVID, which means that he's stupid and he's careless. 
Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, and as far as Devontae Parker, I, I listen, I said it last year when Devontae Parker was finally going off. I was like, listen, I can't. I said, I, I personally, I don't I don't like the guy. I don't think, you know, he's he's a good player. I think he's a little on the overrated side, but I'm not going to deny the fact of what he's doing. I'll utilize that in DFS. I even used Corey Davis in DFS this year. This year I did it. So, you know, listen, I mean, I'll, I'll just say, I just don't think the consistency is going to be there. Um, you know, it's like, listen, it's the same argument that I have with John and Pemba about AJ Green. You know, I haven't heard a word out of John and Pemba from about AJ Green this week. Why? Because his targets sucked and he wasn't being well, force fed. I think Green's different in that he's older and he's on the downside of his career. Whereas Corey Davis has been a disappointment, but he's still only 25. And, you know, AJ Brown gets so much attention. Derek Henry gets so much attention. It's going to open up opportunities for Corey Davis. And we've seen it. He's, you know, he's, he's really hurt John o. Smith I know, a lot. I hate, it. I hate it so much. I hate it too. I have a lot of John o. Smith. I have no Corey Davis. So I'm not saying this as someone who needs him. But we got to be realistic here and go, you know what? He's getting the targets. He's producing. and uh, But it's really hurt Jonu Smith, which just pains me because I thought Jonu was going to have a good game last week, and it didn't happen. Yep, I'm with you. Same way. Same way. But you know what? Listen, Corey Davis will you know, sprain his labia or something like that will happen to him, and, and he'll be oh. out again. So <laughs> I'm not going to. Once they're on your shit list, they don't get off, huh? Mm-mm. No way. Why? Why? They've got to earn it. they got to earn their way off. What, and, okay, wait. And what two, more does Corey Davis need to do, bro? He scored three touchdowns in five games and has 20 targets in the last two weeks. You know what? what produce, do? produce for a year. Produce for a full season. That's what, that, that'll get you off my shit list. Devontae Parker is off my yeah, shit list. Yeah, but Devontae Parker produced for a year last year, and you still shit on him in the preseason. Oh, just because I said that it wasn't going to be the same, especially with the fact that they were probably planning on moving to Tua. I think he was being he was being vastly overdrafted. People were drafting him in the fifth and sixth round of their of their fantasy drafts, and I just, all I was saying was that Devontae Parker is not going to return that value. You're drafting him based on what he did last year, not this year. With the fact that also at any point in the season the team could switch to Tua, and we have no idea what to see there. And now that yeah, they we have, still don't know. We still yet. don't know because he only had two targets last week. He did catch a touchdown, which was all him. He had a defender on him, made the play, even though pass interference was called. But yeah, we don't know. I mean, Fitzpatrick would have been better for him for sure. We saw it. You know, he had some big games with Fitzpatrick this year. So that's why he's he's off my shit list for that. But I wasn't saying that he's a bad player, and that's why you don't draft him. This is a bad situation for him. So now I look at Corey Davis. And again, you know, and the, the the problem that I have is that you've got these truthers who look at these kids in college and say that these guys are the be-all, end-all. And they were so dominant in college and blah, 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 blah. And then they get into a situation where, and let's face it, Tennessee's situation has sucked with Marcus Mariota at quarterback for years. And, that, and I was saying to everybody, stop telling me that Corey Davis is going to be something when Mar- Marcus Mariota is his quarterback. It's never going to happen. And now finally, what, he's blossoming a little bit right now because he's got Ryan Tannehill all set up in this offense. Show me that you can do it for the full year, Corey Davis, and then we'll talk. Then I'll get you off my shit list. But until then, suck it, dude. Nothing to me right now. Nothing. That's fine. That's fine. But if someone says, hey, I can pick up Corey Davis or Nelson Aguilar, what are you going to tell them? 
Well, then I, you've got it. Well, actually, Nelson Aguilar has a uh, has a really nice set of games coming up here. Oh boy, he's got the really? Chargers without Chris Harris, and then it's Denver. I mean, Corey Davis has to face Chicago, and then he's got to face Indianapolis. Those are not great matchups. I'm just saying. So what, you're like telling me to prove it, but then Aguilar has, you know, been he's been fantastic. So wait, you're giving Corey Davis no credit and you're going to pimp Nelson Aguilar, who's been relying on big plays? Oh, no, I'm definitely not pimping Aguilar. I'm just saying that that Aguilar, I'm not going to shit on Aguilar, who's been productive. I'm just saying that Corey Davis. So is Davis, Corey Davis. Well, Corey, the, finally, he's finally done it for a year. He's, so this is, so you're basing this all on expectations. Aguilar was a highly touted rookie who flopped. I mean, they were making memes of, in him in Philadelphia, dropping passes. Oh, it's So terrible, why does right? he get a, why does he get a pass and Corey Davis doesn't when when Corey Davis has been better than Aguilar this year? Uh, probably because Aguilar made me some money in DFS last year. Oh, okay. I'm just, <laughs> this is the root of everything, so we're getting down to it. Uh, you can if you want to. Sure. Sure, 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 sure. Sure, 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 sure. Listen, I'm not pimping Aguilar. You just threw his name out at me. Because throw, a, throw a different name out at me, man. Throw throw somebody who's like, you know, Chris Conley. How about that? Chris Conley. Oh, well, that's not- obvious, bro. If you tell me Chris Conley over Corey Davis, I'm going to hang up right now. We're done. Well, that's just mean. I would never say that, and you know, you shouldn't hang up on me. Give me somebody who's more comparable than to Corey. Corey Davis, Davis or Darnell Mooney. Corey Davis or Darnell Mooney. Well, then I got to yeah. go Corey Davis. Okay. Uh, let's see, Corey Davis or I'm trying to think what other like receivers are available on the waiver wire that could be out there. Uh, Corey Davis or Jacoby Myers. Corey Davis. Okay, I actually do like Jacoby Myers. Yeah, I, I would, don't mind him either. He's got good up. matchups against the uh, the Jets this week. Corey Davis or Curtis Samuel? Um, I guess I got to go Corey Davis here also. Yeah, I think McCaffrey hurts Curtis Samuel. Yeah, he really does. He really does. And you know what? I'm I'm kind of hoping. <laughs> I got to be honest. I'm kind of hoping McCaffrey doesn't come back this week because I would love to get a. I would love to get a look at uh, at Mike Davis for for one more game, especially in this matchup that they've got this week. I mean, and have you seen have you seen the prices on on Christian McCaffrey already? Dude's no. been out for the entire season. He's ninety five hundred on Fanduel. He's like eighty six hundred on uh, on DraftKings. But he should be though, right? I mean, you wanted them to price it lower so everyone has him. I mean, everybody's gonna have them anyway. I mean, that's I know just... that. Well, you wanted them to be higher, so people are. No, I just I think I, I think that you know if you if you price them if you no you got I think he's priced too high. You okay. Know, for a guy who's probably gonna be on limited snap count and everything like that, is like, he? Uh, is he? Do we know that? No, we don't really know that. I'm fading Christian McCaffrey this week. Okay. No, probably not. I'll probably have a lineup. <laughs> you're going to be as after you do your more research the next 24 hours, you're like, uh, you know what? I think I got to play this guy. Oh, well, the dude, he's 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 in the uh, he's in the watch list. I put him in the watch list because I was like, you know, I wanted so badly to say that it was, you know, it was Mike Davis. But it's a great matchup against the Chiefs. They're terrible against the run. So, I mean, I've got him in there. Oh, 8,500 on DK, 9,500 on FanDuel. But I mean, it's it's a great matchup against the Chiefs. I just, you know, Mike Davis is definitely priced, you know, much much more reasonably, uh, especially because McCaffrey being, you know, potentially being back. 
Uh, look, I have Noel McCaffrey this year in redraft league, so and I have Mike Davis in one league, the FSGA, so I would like Mike Davis for another week, although he has slowed down the last two weeks. I don't know why they're not throwing him the ball in the passing game as much anymore. Because they're like, mm, let's just talk about Christian McCaffrey. Let's mix in Curtis Samuel, who's not bad, you know, and I like Curtis Samuel, but like, you know, wait till week 17 for that. <laughs> I said the same thing about Corey Davis. A piece of crap. Piece of garbage. All right. Tight end talk here. Uh, anybody out? I mean, listen, I think if, if Trey Burton is still on your waiver wire, I feel like that's a dude that must be added. Like, Frank- you're not worried though, with, um, you know, his snaps were down, like Doyle and. Mo Alley Cox, they were all in like the 50, 55% range of snaps. And Burton got his touchdown on a run. Like, you're not worried. And Doyle scored a touchdown. Yeah, you're not worried about them. Him. I mean, they was, are. They're it, just spreading it. Like, what? 27 people caught a pass last week for Indy, right? Yeah. I mean, what the hell, bro? <laughs> I mean, but yeah, when you're talking tight end, sure, you could look at him. Maybe Logan Thomas was dropped because he was on a bye. Right. Um, yep. That's something. We talked about Jordan Reed. Maybe he doesn't make it through the game. Uh, we'll see. If not, you know, Ross Dwelly. That's Thursday night. So keep an eye on that. You know who you know who I like? You know who, who I like who's coming back? Jordan Aikens. Yes, that's a good one. Very good one. Um, and if he's not, then Darren Fells, but it looks like Aikens could be back. They're going up against Jacksonville. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And though he's on a bye week, if you got room, you want to stash him. Gerald Everett is definitely getting more work than Tyler Higby. Boy, what a bad pick that was. <laughs> Did you take Tyler Higby? Not, not, and not in redraft. So in some of my early best balls, I did. And then I was like, wait a second, what am I doing, man? This is so risky. I still kind of don't understand it though, because you had a tight end who put up historic numbers over a four week stretch. So like part of me was like, how do you go away from that? But then the other part was like, well, they have Gerald Everett. They like him. They run a lot of two tight end sets. And I didn't think the Rams offense was going to be like this. It's crazy because like Cup and Woods were ranked as wide receiver twos. But it was just like, I felt like they wanted to be conservative and not open it up for Goff, which they don't. And then someone's listening, well, he threw the ball 60 times last week. Well, yeah, they fell behind. They don't want to play. They don't want Goff. Yeah, they don't want Goff throwing 40, 45 times a game, man. They want to be conservative. They don't want him making mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, they don't want – that's exactly what it is. And, you know, I think that's what one of the things that's kind of – you know, it, it's kind of getting to Sean McVay. It's like Daryl Henderson hurt. Uh, he doesn't really want to go to Cam Akers, and I, I don't think he's got a whole lot of uh, faith in Malcolm Brown either. So it's a, it's, a, it's a whacked out thing. Whacked out. But I like your Logan Thomas call, Jordan Akins, Jordan Reed. I mean, it's slim pickings, guys. You got to just kind of file through and figure out who's got the best matchup and just kind of take advantage from it from there. So yeah, I mean, if Ebron's available, but I doubt he is. He's fine. He's a great streamer. He's got a great matchup this week too. I've got him in the uh, in the DFS watch list also. Yeah, um, it's gonna be fun watching Pittsburgh kick the shit out of Dallas. Oh, I know, dude. It is. It is. But nice. I will say this, okay? Oh, uh... Pittsburgh plays down to the level of their competition every year. I'm not saying they're gonna lose this game. They won't. Don't be surprised if this game is close in the first half. Pittsburgh plays like garbage. I'm saying it now. 
Pittsburgh's losing one of the next three games. Time of my life. And I owe it all to you because the Cowboys suck. They do. They're I mean, worse than the Jets. I don't know. Well, I texted my friend who's a Jets fan. I was like, who's worse, my team or yours? He said the Jets. I go, but it's close. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely close. It is very, very close. All right. So best of luck to you guys all with your waiver wire work that you got coming up here. Uh, big thanks to everybody for tuning in here again to the uh, to the Annie Up podcast. Uh, crush it, baby. Stick with Adam and I all week long over at Fantasy Alarm uh, and here at the Annie Up podcast. And uh, we'll get you guys all set and ready for, uh, for week number nine. For Adam Ronas, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.